Welcome to Getting to the Truth in This Art on MTR Podcast. I am your host, Rob Lee. And today's guest is a talented multi-instrumentalist and producer, a powerful vocalist, and an engaging performer who sells out venues regularly in Baltimore. We have Isaac Shane Eulogy. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, what's up? How's it going? It's going. It's going. That's that's the way I have to put it. Um, we, we were talking before I hit the record button, like so long ago, like literally five seconds ago. And I always had to play this bit. I was like, how fake am I going to be in my intro? <laughs> how much right. energy can I give with it? And I think I'm at the right pitch. So again, thank you for coming on to the podcast. And we'll learn a bit about you, your music and your work, your projects, all that good stuff. Yeah, so, for sure. Having me. Yeah, um, I, I definitely have a couple of your songs in my faves and uh, my Spotify. So that's just what that oh, is. Oh, nice. Cool. Uh, yeah, it's part of, some of them might be workout related. You know, if I really need to crank it up, it's like, all right. Whatever moves you, I'm down for that. <laughs> so so how long have you been making music? How did you get started? Uh, I've been making music, I would say, since, uh, I want to say, 10th grade. Um which is like 2001. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I've been making music for a while, you know, and, and even before that, I think 10th grade was like hands-on with like a guitar, a stand-up bass um, specifically. But before then I was in choir with church and stuff. So I was always kind of like gravitated to music in a way. So, you know, you're, you're, you're talking, you're talking 20 years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you and I, so you and I are about the same age. I've spent most of my time podcasting and and I did the, I tried to do the music thing a little bit. I think everyone mm -hmm. had music or hoop dreams, like in early two thousands. And then right. either you're working at an enterprise or you're still pursuing your passion creatively. It's right. not much variance between the two. Yeah. Uh, so speak on uh, how, how you got started. Like, you know, you, you, as far as what you're doing now, like you, you touched on some of the kind of nascent early stages. you mentioned choir, you mentioned um, guitar, bass, but like, as far as like what you're doing now, like you're, you're doing a lot, you know, when I kind of went over it, I was like, okay, much respect. When I see multi-instrumentalists, much respect. So right. how has that like progressed to like where you got into where you're at now? Um, I think just the idea of me always wanting to learn more when it comes to music and the, the actual instruments, yeah. um, I still have a lot to learn, you know, uh, but just with like the basic understanding of guitar, bass, drums, even production now, uh, I was like, cool, I got these, I got four notes, we, we go to freak it. That's how yeah. I always approached it. Um, and I think from there, I just, I just, you know, I was like, all right, I can, I can make this work, you know, and yeah. I, and I uh, started, you know. So is it, is it very much like definitely the learning thing? I've, again, I, I respect it when people are like, look, I'm going to get this and then I'm going to move on. Is it, do you, do you kind of feel it's a, a DIY kind of approach? And it's like, as you learn and you are able to implement things in your own way or speak on that a little bit. Yeah, I would definitely say uh, for the greater part of my music career, it's been DIY. A lot of my, uh, again, like, you know, like I was saying, like um, I was in choir growing up. So, you know, I learned, okay, I'm a baritone or bass, you know, like yeah. that's my, you know, and then when I was learning guitar in 
in stand-up bass and orchestra, it was like, okay, these are the primary notes, hand placements, et cetera, you know. I'm also left-handed, so that was off the jump, just like kind of derailed me, but I just figured out everything, uh, how I was taught, which was right-handed. So I'm left-handed, but I play everything right-handed. And um, actually, as of like a couple months ago, I just thought about that, and I was like, man, what if I like switched it up? And I was like, ah, no, it's too much right now. So, <laughs> but um, yeah, man, I guess just like, you know, I had those fundamental elements. And then I was always into music and just, I never approached music of a genre. I just like, oh, this makes me feel something. I like it. Yeah. So just off after, at a very young age, it wasn't like, oh, I listen to rap. I listen to country. It's like, no, I'm exposed to all this stuff. Whatever, for whatever reason, I'm taking it in personally. And uh, I would gravitate it. So I, at a young age, too, I just got into, like, all types of music, um, mm-hmm. mainly, like, on the radio, you know what I mean? But from, like, country to rock to rap to everything in between. And then um, I think when I learned how to start playing music, I was just like, all right, like, it was always just like, I'm going to figure this out, you know, because I always just wanted to be, like, an artist since I was little, you know, like, being a- Yeah, I, I think, like music this is going to sound so corny but i think having a diverse palette musically or from that kind of interest is very similar to you know having a wide palette when it comes to food you know like if it's like oh i only eat chicken fingers okay so just trap music for you i'm not saying trap music is chicken fingers right. but the, the point is still there and i i definitely agree with you and i uh we're, we're similar in that regard where i'm going to listen to a little bit of everything my Spotify like list is probably like 2,100 songs in there. And when they give you that end of the year, like this is what your makeup is. It's like, this is right. all over the place. Yeah, or this is, this is your week's music. And it's like, yeah. I got scam rap on here and like <laughs> vampire music. It's like, what the yeah. hell is happening? Right. So speak on, speak on that. Like, this is a question that you don't have. So this is a new one. Is, is there a mood that you aim to set with your work? So I've been in a lot of bands since I, since like 2004, officially. Um, as far as eulogy, it was always uh, uh, like a sad sorrow feeling and or cocky, like we want to get it feeling. Yeah. It was like, like, the, like for the very two extremes. Cause that's just how I am, you know, um, I, I, I'm very like emotional and I feel everything from anyone that I deal with. I'm I'm an energy reader and I, and, uh, uh, I have that gift to just, you know, feel those vibes off top, you know, better. It's, it's kind of intense, but yeah, that's kind of how like my music just kind of goes with, it's like, like you said, workout music, you're pumping it up or yeah. you're dancing great time. Or it's like, this is like, <laughs> right. Type, you know? So. Yeah. I'm, I'm dead inside. I don't really have emotions. So listening to <laughs> and listening to it, listening to some of the stuff, you know, you just put it on air and, and one it, it, it's for me, it's, um, it would be a disservice not to listen to the guests' stuff before I actually speak to them. And yeah. I'm like, all right, now I feel something. I was like, what, what is this emotion I'm being possessed by? I was like, come right. on, come on. Yeah. So art and music, 
like music obviously has meant something big to you. So if you want to expand upon that, please do. But art and music, what what has it meant to you in this kind of creative, this development, this, this, this portion of your life? I mean, art was my first love, first and foremost, you know, Uh, in fifth grade, I was accepted into multiple magnet programs for middle school. Mm -hmm. And And then, so like off top, I just felt like I was special. You know what I mean? I was just like, oh, like Ballroom School for the Arts or this magnet school or this other magnet school. Like I got, I applied and got accepted into them. Like I'm, I'm this other, you know? Yeah. And so at age 10, I was like, bet, you know, um, as far and can, what was the question again? You, you're asking me. So the, what, what, speak on the importance of what art and or, and or music has, has meant for you. And I think you touched on music, you know, but uh, yeah. Art, um, sorry about that. So art is pretty much, you know, art is why, for me, they go hand in hand, you know. The visual was always just as important as the, the whatever I was healing, hearing. Um, yeah. And that's why I was so fascinated growing up when, like, I would hear the song on the radio and then actually have the physical and see what these people look like and whatever they were wanting to portray in this album art, you know, that I would hold. Uh, so art was always a, you know, I was always really into aesthetics from a young age, from like looking at TV shows and movie props. And I remember when I was uh, eight, I set up my room like, like a scene in Mighty Ducks, you know what I mean? <laughs> Where I had like my hockey sticks and like everything in a corner and just, and like my mom walked in, I remember she was just like, whoa. And I just remember like having that good feeling of like, oh, this is like my expression with just what I have, you know, and mocking it to something that I saw that I liked. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, just going to art school uh, from sixth grade up until high school and then just taking special classes that were curated for me to grow on my skill that was not necessarily considered uh, at the time like academics, but uh I was still taking like time out of my day along with my academics to like make it work, you know, Um, and just the amount of homework and stuff. So I don't know. Art for me was just like, it was something I was like, I I was knew I had the eye and the love for it. And I was always willing to learn technique and uh, why things were the way they were. But I also had a rebellious side where I was like, well, it's art. So I can, what all this shit doesn't matter. Right. Right. (laughs) objectively you know what i mean totally so at a very young age i realized that too and it kind of like battled with me as far as like education and furthering my like art careers in college and stuff like that so yeah art was uh one of those things where i like loved and then i would say like music was always stand by stand you know stood by side by side but at one point music just kind of like overtook it and i was just like yeah art's cool but you know what I mean in a way yeah so it's it's funny like in what you were describing there it really kind of touches on the next two questions I have so it feels like it's a segue in a little bit so you you touched on earlier with like artists and kind of the the visuals that go along with their music right and so from your standpoint like being being on that other side of being someone that is in that position of having content within in those visuals and someone's looking for your stuff and, and, and listening to your stuff, describe the importance from your vantage point to touch multiple parts, if not each part of that creative process. 
Oh, wow. So, I mean, you know, the visuals of my art are very strategic and um, there's, it's something that's like, takes a, doesn't take a while to come up with, but it's very, like when we come up with it, cause there's a team, yeah. uh, it's, we try to execute it perfectly, you know? And, uh, I guess the, the, I've always like the idea of eulogy was like, okay, I want people to feel a specific way when they listen to this that might make them feel uncomfortable because it's not really something that they can pinpoint, but hopefully they give it a chance. And same with the visuals. Like I kind of wanted to make it like what's going on, but I guess I'll stick it out. Like I, I feel like my music was something that I always was like, you, you got to stick it out. You got to like, you got to dig into the vision. You have to like kind of do some research to maybe even understand the full story. Cause it is a story. Um, and it's all tied into like a vibe yeah. for at least a project that I just released in March. So now, you know, my album. So now this is one that I put in there because it, 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 someone asked me this earlier. So I'm going to pass it on to you. I'm using your feedback because I haven't answered their question yet. So I'm going to use your feedback as my feedback in the future. So I'm stealing <laughs> from you. Uh, as an artist, um, are there times where you're unmotivated and what motivates you to say, all right, I need to really start writing. I need to make this instrumental. I need to do, I need to practice, you know, the bass or what have you. Are, are those times that you're unmotivated and what motivates you? Uh, every day, like I'm motivated, you know, I might not necessarily make music that day, but just the fact that I'm up, I can go in my closet pick out the flyest outfit I want to and just go downstairs to eat some cereal. And like, that's my life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that, that's inspiration to me. Cause I, I got to that, this point, you know, um, and just experience, you know, I try to go for walks and things I see and take in. It's just, it's all part of the art. Like I, when I say I put my life on this, like I really mean like I use this as an outlet to channel my day-to-day -day. i dig that um that's that's one of those things where I, I i i struggle with it sometimes in being in this kind of podcast space because literally it's like i'm not making music i'm not a persona i'm really pretty much me that's doing these interviews mm -hmm. and i think that's what comes through but in other times it's like all right how can i separate the two and am i being motivated am i doing the right work and am i because i because i do three podcasts and the other, you know, other stuff is not interview based. It's, you know, just literally me just almost doing improv or doing research and reviewing a movie, but definitely mm -hmm. the improv one, it's so much me. And it's like, I need to be outside. I need to travel. I need to have these different perspectives to kind of fill that well back up. And yeah, I think I kind of agree with it. Like, you know, for looking at it the same way where if I didn't get up and eat my golden grams this morning, that's a lot. I, if I didn't get up and get my coffee this morning and just kind of experience and, and see the people and see these different things, it gives me content and context to come up with these observations. And that may pop it itself into a podcast and maybe just this funny thing that that pops up. For instance, I remember a while back, uh, I, I went to a coffee shop and I was like, I want to it's color. It's a colorism bit, but I was like, I only want to order coffee based on this complexion of civil rights leaders. 
And that idea wouldn't have happened if I wasn't trying to get coffee and going to this place right. with, you know, these people there. And the fact that one of them thought it was freaking hilarious. And I was like, okay, this is work. This is almost a focus group. I did my work today as a creator in this space. Right. Yeah. And it's just yeah. living life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I feel like that's true art, just the experience and how you take it in, you know, um, because I try to be, I try to stay in that moment, you know, as like, you know, us right here, you know, we're just talking. So, uh, but yeah, man, I, I guess, I guess though, to elaborate though, I, I mean, I don't know, like I, I do, I do play my drums almost every other day, or I do pick up my guitar almost every day, or like I do try to sit on the computer and like, as a recently try to like, uh, dive into Ableton and, you know, um, last fall I took a class, uh, with Wendell Patrick for beat making one-on-one and, and, uh, well, beat making one and two through Peabody. It was the first time I like actually understood what I was doing using these programs when at first I was just kind of like opened them up and tried to figure it out. This yeah. was like someone who's like a prodigy, like step-by-step step being like, Oh, this is easier. Just like, Think about it like this. And it's like, oh, wow, duh. Like all these <laughs> studios and stuff. And like, this is like, I understand. I understood it more, you know? Yeah. So I think that's practice to me too. Like, again, like I said, like I'm always trying to learn and be better and just uh, new sounds and just anything that I can like, according to music or going along with music, I, I, I'm down to take it in, you know, because it's going to help me in the long run. I think that's why I like Eulogy Special because it was a solo project. And for the first time in my life, after all the all the bands I've been in prior, like I could just do exactly what I wanted, and no one could ever argue it. Sure. You know, it was just a learning experience. Yeah, um, those classes that you referred to. Yeah, I I know what you mean about getting no picking those skills up, whether it be because, like I said before, a lot of this stuff, you know, is is my baby. So mm-hmm. I, I'm working on it. So I don't want to go to someone and say, "Hey, can you put this Photoshop thing together? Let me try right. to learn Photoshop." So. I can use it to do these things and not have to need anyone, but be able to do it and be self-sufficient. And even if it's like public speaking, or even if it's, you know, interviews, like I interviewed Wendell, I interviewed Aaron Hankin. Um, and just, it's always interesting to interview someone who's in radio or doing a podcast to kind of get, you know, their feedback. Cause you know, it's one, a podcast and it's content, but also right. it's like, I'm learning something from you. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Definitely. Yeah. I learned so much from Wendell. Uh, excellent, excellent teacher, excellent musician. Uh, give them a shout out because I saw that you uh, interview with them. So what does it mean to you to be an artist with ties to Baltimore? I don't I mean, it just means that, like, I feel like a lot of artists from Baltimore are just for the most part, pretty authentic and genuine. I mean, I've, I've met a couple that are questionable, but <laughs> at the end of the day, it's still like you got to go out of your way to like do this. You know what I mean? Or it's not just like your everyday person doesn't wake up and just try to write a song or play on the drums or write a lick, you know, it's, so it's like, we're taking our time to like be creative, you know, within the 24 hours that we have, just like everyone else. Um, to, but to be in the ball in Baltimore, I feel like there's this uh, sense of like desperation for a lot, you know, a lot, I, I'm, I'm blessed to have traveled, a lot, but a lot of people haven't left this city. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of artists, I feel it's like their only way out. So like yeah. it's do or die, you know, in a sense, like by any means necessary for the ones who are living that life, you know, yeah. um, 
So it's, for me, it's, it's special uh, um, because I, everyone, like, I'm a Baltimore artist, you know what I mean? Like, I've contributed to the scene since I was 18. I've helped create outlets for hundreds of artists, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, well, I'm trying to be humble, but, you know, it's like, for me, it's like, it's, I'm proud because I know that, like, it holds weight. Like, yeah. when you go elsewhere, people are like, oh, damn, Bal- you're from Baltimore? It's like sometimes it, people are shocked that I'm wherever they're at being from Baltimore because again, like a lot of people don't leave, you know, or yeah. haven't left or people don't never come here. So they're like, Oh, you're, you're, I'm never going there. You're I'm taking whatever you're giving me right now as, as Baltimore. And I love, I love yeah. that. You know what I mean? Cause I, I get that sometimes when I travel, like, cool, I'll never go there, <laughs> but I like the vibes you're giving me. And that's a good feeling, you know? Yeah. You, I think you, you carry it. And I've, I've talked to just different artists who, do the travel and they're in different places and they always remark upon how like you can't be on that bullshit here you like because of that desperation that you mentioned and because of that you you have people who are doing what you do maybe as good or they're coming on they on your ass and you're like yeah. i need to keep my i need to keep my skills sharp to even be you know qualify you know to be in this conversation as an, an artist here because it's it's big like the the artist scene i think musically visual arts all of that stuff it's big, it's, it's, it's crowded and people are looking for those opportunities and crowded in the sense that it's not a negative, but in a sense that I just think you can easily be a part of a community because it's so many people here, I think. Yeah, there's so many people and it's very small, you know, yeah. either go somewhere in Baltimore and 30 people show up, you feel like you lit, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's like, that's the special thing about Baltimore. Like everyone can, theoretically everyone can do them and it could be good. You know, some people might feel some type of way these days, but like technically that's why they call it charm city there. You ha- everyone has a voice. And in, in when it comes to the art, you know, you can be a weirdo, you can be quirky. And normally, you know, since I was young, it was, that was like the thing, you know, I mean, better that than to not be, you know? Right. So, um, so I got, a, I got a couple more questions here for you. Um, so, um, locally or, or otherwise, whose work is currently on your radar? Like, uh, you know, you're, you're a music person, you're, you're into yeah. art. So frame it however you like, who's like on your radar. That's like, okay, you're popping right now. You next, or you got some good shit coming out. Um, I really fuck with this band Zulu. Uh, they're like a power violence band out in uh, the West coast. They're just like killing it, you know. I think they're up next, especially for the hardcore scene, because it's it's just like the visuals is crazy. Like, you know, um, who else do I like? Soulblind, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Winer. I don't know. I feel like there's locally. I don't really keep up with too many people, honestly, anymore. Um, there was a, you know, I spent probably like over a decade trying to like, you know, put. I guess, put others on in a sense, you know, mm-hmm. um, to the point where I kind of just like fell off with the local scene. So I can't, I honestly, I don't know who's spinning. I know there's like, from when I started music to now, I know there's like a whole like new, like wave of younger kids that just yeah. like, like I, sometimes I go out and people like eulogy and I'm like, yo, whoa, that's crazy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. And I, you know, I, I try to like lurk them online. I'm like, oh damn, that was, that's little little young young homie <laughs> right now. I didn't even know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, or at least like you know, like you know, because again, like I 
I feel like I've, I'm, I'm kind of past that stage now. You know what I mean? Yeah, so it's I like, but again, because I don't, I, it's hard for me to keep up now because I've been so focused on me and Eulogy and my other band, Drip, that like I'll see stuff online, but I don't absorb it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I, I don't like, I, like I research music and bands all the time, but sometimes just like for whatever reason, I just... I got to see it live and haven't seen a lot of stuff live because of COVID. Like I'm a yeah. live person. Like if you don't mark it live for me, um, yeah, I'm not digging in. Sorry. Like, but that's just, that's just how I was brought up in the being in a band, you know, yeah. when I first, nightlife, nightlife is a great band. They're, they're definitely going to make some moves. Uh, Hansel is also plays bass, my band drip. Yeah. Alternative funk, R and B. So it's like a crazy fusion emo yeah. even. Check them out. I think I think they're they're gonna do some crazy things. Uh, I don't know. For me, music, man. Honestly, like I'm about push. I'm about pushing boundaries in a way. You know, like I don't want to hear nothing I already heard before. Mm-hmm. And I know that's. I know that's like. I don't want to sound mean, but it's like, I feel like it's shit. What I do don't sound like nothing else. You know what I mean? Like a lot of things I listen to don't sound like nothing else. So I feel like we're at a point right now, not even locally, just around the world where so many people see something blow up and they just try to do that. Well, yeah. Whether rap or rock or whatever it might be. And I think the best part about being an artist and musician is like, yo, you can be you. Like that's the coolest part about being an artist. Like all the cool artists are like, damn, that dude was just dope because he was himself. Like yeah. you can, sometimes you can just tell that people are just naturally being themselves. Like I, but then there's the other side of the artistry where like people want to be that. So they try to be that. And then that's not what being an artist or a musician's about. Mm-hmm. So there's two sides to it, you know? And I feel like the people who want to be that kind of overshadowed the people who just do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? In a way. Not to say that the people who just don't do it don't got their own thing, but from what I've noticed in the industry, now that I'm in the industry, I guess, <laughs> I just see a lot of like, eh, you know what I mean? I'm like, oh, what are you well, what's this about though? Like, what are you about? Like yeah. who like at this at the core, what are you doing? I, I think I think one of the things that because I, I, I think about this a lot. I'm a music lover. I was one of those dudes on going through Pitches and planes, or what have you, friggin' like uh, pitchfork going right. through. It's like, what's good, you know, and literally like listening through and doing deep dives and things like that. And it's like, yo, I'm either burning a CD, which shows you how old I am, or making a playlist or adding this shit to the, uh, the iPod. And it's just like, yo, you know, with, with rare exceptions, I haven't really cared about a lot of people's stuff in probably the last like 10, 11 years. Mm-hmm. And that, and I, I remember reading something the other day about this. They were talking about albums that came out in 2010, 2011. And I was like, that's my point. <laughs> and yeah. it's not a dig at anybody and what their work is. I was like, you know, thinking like they're in terms of music production and the sounds and all of that stuff, all of that stuff is probably better than it's ever been. It's like, I'm a wrestler, wrestling fan, right? Right. Wrestling in terms of what happens in the ring is better than it's ever been, but there's some element that's missing. That's the same way I feel about like, like music, maybe the emotion is missing or maybe that yeah. unique characteristic is mixing that 
I, I can't quite put my finger on it, but I know something is missing. And, you know, I've had this conversation with multiple people and they kind of echo a very similar sentiment that something is just not quite there. Things are popping, yeah. but, but people are doing things like, who was it? Um, was it Ben Staples? He was talking about this thing of getting, getting that bread from uh, video games and making his stuff like uh, sinkable. And it's like, right. so you're making your content for the bread, which is your prerogative, but now it's being kind of influenced by something that's not what you're doing. Right. And, yeah. and that's, and that's what I see that the, the business, the, the money side of things, like you want people to be paid for their work. That side of things is kind of muddying up the artistry, I think. Yeah. I mean, I, I, again, get, you got to get your bread, you know what I mean? So like, I, I get it, but again, at its core, what are you doing this for then? You know what I mean? Yep, like your purpose. <laughs> hearing an artist talk about, oh, I just did this album just to do it. Like, uh, like I don't even rap. Like, then what are you doing this for? Yeah. Like I, I again, I put my life on this. Get out the way. Bro, that, like, 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 you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, like this ain't no game. This was do or die for me. This wasn't just like, oh, let me like maybe do music because it's easy and like I don't gotta do this, this, and that. No, bro. It's not easy. Bye. Pick rocks. Like, like, why are you doing this? What, are, what, what's the point? What's the energy you're giving out? Like, like, this is on forever. Like, don't like, nah, dude. I'm not. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's like appreciate that shit and show and show some consideration because yeah. you know, really, like, I, I feel the same way that, that, that you're describing, or at least I think <laughs> I do. Where when it comes to the podcast stuff, like, I remember all the nonsense I used to hear, being self-taught, doing all of this shit on my own. And hearing like, oh, you know, you're probably just in your mom's basement. You're probably some type of loser. And then suddenly it's popping. And now everybody thinks that they're a podcaster. I've told yeah. this shit at Hopkins. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. And, I, and I sit here and I look at it. I'm like, so you, what you're doing is very similar in, in terms of on the surface of, to what I'm doing. We are not the same. Right. And, you know, but people are looking at the cloud or looking at whatever it is that this person is getting more notoriety, more of a bump. But really, you're, you're muddying the waters. It's like, you know, we don't need 700,000 to a million uh, different podcasts out there. You're just taking right. up space if it's not what you do. Exactly. If you're just doing it as an additional thing. Like, yeah. I have a business. I'm selling water bottles or whatever the hell it is. Yeah. And suddenly you just say, oh, I need a podcast to accompany it. You're just getting in the way. Right. Yeah. And I, yeah. And I, it's funny. My, I, have an, I have a friend that podcasts out in California. And we were literally on the phone the other day and they told me the exact same thing. You just told me like, dude, I'm getting hate. Like, this is crazy. Like I would, I'm just, I just kept with it. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And like, like, he's like, people are like, yeah, I'm not gonna listen to that. Like, or like just tried to off them. Now they're just trying to off them. And I'm like, damn, even the podcast game is crazy. Like, it is. It's super competitive. <laughs> and you know, and I'll, and I'll leave it. I'll leave this point on this. I, it, it's the same thing where, because it's not really regulated the same way I think um, music can be. It's I had this conversation with someone because you always have these gurus out there who know what's best for you. And I was like, I don't know, but I'll put it this way. You got Spotify, you got Apple, they're making podcasts, their own stuff. So right. no one's going to tell me that they're not giving them preferential treatment and putting them towards the front. They want to sell their own shit first. Yeah. So if, if there's only room for, let's say the top 50 let's say arts podcast and Apple does one or does five, those first, those one to five top slots already filled up with Apple shit. Yeah. 
<laughs> so people people don't understand that. It's like, oh, why don't you get these numbers? The numbers are fake. Oh, <laughs> we learned this. I'm 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 living proof that numbers are fake. You go to my Twitter, you go to my Instagram. It, my numbers aren't crazy. I don't got no blue check. Like I've done more legit shit than most artists here. But like I just came up at a time where like it didn't really matter at that point. And then I want to say like 2013 to 16, it was like, where you're following? What's your following? How many people follow yeah. you? Like what's your have? listenership and things yeah. like that. Yeah. Like I was all caught. I was always like, ew, that's gross, bro. Like that doesn't <laughs> matter. Like, no. cause again, I come up, I came up as a kid in a band who like, yo, are you practicing? Are you rehearsing? Like, are you dope? Like I, when I, I remember when I moved to New York and people was like, Oh, I'm, I, I'm out here. I'm playing this show. and had like four songs. Right. And that was it. And I'm like, what? I got like EPs and albums under my belt. Like, this is crazy. Like, yeah. and then I, then I realized that like, you can pay to play. Mm-hmm. You can pay to get numbers. You can be placed anywhere you need to be. If you got the right connections or you pay. Yeah. <laughs> like it all, it, 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 it's a lot of money and like connects and like everything is kind of like, I feel like a favor in a way. Yes. You yeah. know? So, um, you know, I'm again, I'm just learning all this shit. No, no diss to nobody, but, uh, the numbers, it don't, I, like I said, I'm living proof. It don't really fucking matter. I have a, I have a cult following now. You know what I mean? Right. Like, so like, that's all I ever wanted. Like I can pop up. It's lit. Don't, you don't know about it. Cool. Don't care. I yeah, don't want, you're to, not supposed to know. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, like I've always, I'm glad that I've created like a fan base and like, uh, a type of like there's a specific type of person when you goes to the eulogy show that can take it in and like really appreciate it for it is and it's like kind of like i heard that like only like specific people can really like podcast it's like a it's like it's like a choir thing you know like that's how i feel about my my music it's like it's quite it's acquired but the ones that know Ooh, they lit we lit <laughs> it, it's like it's like the best club ever you know what i mean and it's like we all hot and intelligent. Like we like, it's like, Oh, cool. You got the, sh- all right. <laughs> we, we, we out here, you know what I mean? And I, I'm glad that, that like, I kept it real and like that real that like it's grown to be that, you know what I mean? Totally. So, I got, so the last two things I got, um, first album, what was the first album you ever owned and how'd you acquire it? Yeah, that would be no, no doubt. Tragic kingdom. Uh, my sister, I'm pretty sure my sister, who was super hip, going to Sarah Lawrence at the time, told my mom how to get it. Uh, it was on cassette. Nice. Uh, that and Spice Girls uh, was the two physical things that I got. <laughs> I asked for it for Christmas, middle school. Like I said, like I was, I was just on some. I just like I, mean, I was just kind of like nails and wearing jinkos and like. <laughs> Doc Martens and like art school shit, you yeah. know, sixth grade, I'm cool, you know? Uh, and like, that was like the vibe then, like 99.1 HFS, uh, <laughs> very alternative, you know? And, and, and like, and like, to, it's crazy because to this day, I love No Doubt. And yesterday I was doing research, you know, because again, I, like I said, artists, I like, I just always to see what's up with them, how they get to where they're at, what's up with yeah. them now. And I was like, damn, what's up, No Doubt? And then I was like, yo, they're not even really a band no more. Like, they all pretty much, like, all twin. Like, 
they're like, we're not rocking with her. And I was like, I didn't know that. And then oh, um, no. I found out because I, I was Googling them and like a recent performance came up of Don't Speak and it was Gwen Stefani, Don't Speak. And it was like these random, random motherfuckers behind her. And I was like, this is crazy. This is crazy. No Tony, no Adrian, no Tom, no, <laughs> no, no horn selection. Woo. Is that what Man, you want? It, was, it just like hurt my heart. Um, so yeah, no doubt was the but no doubt was the first physical thing I ever owned. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll give you this. I think one of the the first things that I purchased, the, well, the first one that was bought for me was probably the double cassette of uh, what is it? What is it? Um, Wu Tang Forever. Sick. And uh, I just remember my dad shaded it the whole time. He's like, "What's this?" He's like, "Just put it in." I was like, "Oh, that was for me. Don't put it in yet. Yeah, I was yeah. just doing my own." And yeah. he's like, "Ah." I don't like yeah. these samples. Yeah. And one of the other ones that was like kind of non-rap. Um, I don't know if it was this, this show just dates it. I don't know if it was Lynn. Uh, you can't stop the bum rush. Ooh, that was flame CD. <laughs> I just remember that was a summer, a summer playlist right there. Or if it was um Cottonmouth Kings. Ooh. All right. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. All right, Count My Kings, I wasn't two and two, but Lynn, let's go back to Lynn. <laughs> Bum Rush. That shit was fire. Yeah. That shit was fire, right? Oh, yeah. All right. All right. Now, and, and you listen to that shit front to back, right? Where you, of course where I did. That shit? All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. So you know the song is like, what's my name? Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yo, all right. Okay, okay. Because okay. it's like that. That's, I think that German track is like the one after it or something. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's crazy. That's that was a. See, I listen to stuff like that because my older brother would just again. HFS was big. Uh, 102.7, um, B B 102.7, all that stuff. Like that was like me middle school, you know. So like all this pop and like alternative and like also hip hop ninety two Q ninety nine. 995 yeah uh, you know all that stuff so like i was just taking it all in but i remember when that lens cd came out in that era yeah. uh i was just like like kind of like ravey like 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 it was like where are these people at like you know what i mean like, <laughs> like i'm trying to have some fun they look like they're having a glass like you know what i mean Brian and Mimo, like vespas and stuff around like <laughs> um but well, isn't there isn't that like a weird story too like is there a weird backstory about that band where like the people were like the girl and dude was like related and they had like I think this so. love thing going on and they were wilding out that summer? I feel like it was some it's, it's a weird backstory there because they're not really around anymore. Yeah, I think that's some weird backstory to it. I think if you YouTube it, it comes up, too. It's weird. Yeah, they're, they're I think they're siblings. I think that's what it is. Yeah, it was something kind of weird that like. They dabbled in it on some like doc and I was like, ooh, this is and I remember the actually the guy that helped produce the first eulogy EP, P. Morris, he was telling me about that too. So shout out Lynn, I guess though. You know, yeah, I, I mean for the album yeah. cover, you don't just like the like oh yeah cross and like they were like in cartoons. That's I feel like that's a deep cut. You gotta be like a specific person to even buy with that. that I mean, that. when <laughs> feeling all right comes on, I lose my mind. It's it's a it's a dope yeah. track. Was it the hard disc approach? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and I mean, like, they, they had Curtis I, Blow and Bismarcky on this joint. So I know, but like, what, like, what was it? Like, what were they? Were they DJs or something? 
Like they, they're just listed as alternative rock. That <laughs> I gotta dig deeper because I feel like they were just on some bullshit, and someone was like, "Yo, here, here <laughs> do an album," and then they sure. did it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so last thing I have, <laughs> wow, that was like a nice little Lynn, like side, yeah. side piece there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and this is more of kind of the, the ending here. Um, is there anything you want to plug, plug away, please? Um, yeah, sure. Uh, eulogy daggers. I dropped it out in March. Go jump that, uh, out on cell laboratory. Shout out Maddie and Prince <laughs> up in New York. Prince is, uh, a well-known musician and drummer, if you guys don't know. So I got to, like, give them love. Maddie Safer from uh, the band The Rapture. Uh, he's now in Poolside and has his own project, Safer. They own that label. I'm their first signee. It's my first solo project. Out on Alternative Press, Revolver. You know, it's gotten a lot of love. Um, my band, Drip. I'm in a hardcore band called Drip. Uh, we haven't played a show yet, but we have an album out called Kiss of Life. You can go pump that on Spotify. Uh, we're going to do big things, so keep an eye out on that. Uh, we're recording an album this fall. Lots of cool little knickknacks I got going on. Some shows popping up. Uh, shout out to my management, Sarah. Uh, she just got back from Italy. Um, we'll chat soon. <laughs> uh, what else do I want to plug? Um Audrey, my wife, and then just like, you know, like I said, all the bands that I think are going to come up. I'm I'm sure there's a bunch more. Sorry if I didn't name y'all, you know, y'all get y'all shine on the podcast one other day. <laughs> um, you for having me and, 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 you know, just even being interested in my art, you know, I, again, I, I, it's to me, I feel like if you're down with eulogy, it's like a, it's a vibration, it's a frequency and, you know, so. It's like, welcome to the club. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And that, that's about it, man. You know, shout out to all the artists in Baltimore, specifically Baltimore. I really feel like this city is on the rise. There's so much talent here. Whether we love each other or don't, like, I, I wish nothing but everyone here, like, the best because, you know, like, this this place is, you got to be here ground level to really feel, feel Baltimore you know what I mean and experience because it as much as it people make it seem scary it's a beautiful place and there's so much like talented people here who like have a lot to say from their experience here as in like other places um that are more well known so shout out Baltimore too you know I'm plugging it all plugging us all in you know let's keep let's keep keeping on and you know put on for our city for sure absolutely so on that I want to thank you Isaac Shane, Eulogy, this is Rob Lee saying that, <laughs> that there's art in and around Baltimore. You just have to look for it. 